Hey everyone, welcome to a little bit of woo woo. Mara Clear Spring Cook, a shaman, is going to explain to us soul retrieval. Take it away, Mara. Thanks, Jill. And I just want to be clear with everybody. I'm actually don't call myself a shaman. I call myself a shamanic practitioner. And that's because of a whole bunch of cultural things that a lot of you already know about. So I'm not going to go there today. What we were talking about, Jill and I, and we figured you might want to hear about is how shamanism has become more mainstream, meaning anywhere you look, on any social media platform, you're going to see sponsored messages about it. And especially this idea of soul retrieval has been more and more common for people to speak the words. And I think that maybe explaining what it is could be helpful. I've written about it on my website and I write different things about it, but it's one of those pieces of, of information that you have to revisit from different angles to really get because in at least in our Western society, we are not really set up to understand that we are working with our soul every day. And what happens in our lives affects our soul every day, not from a point of punishment and rewards, but from health and experience and connections and love so when we're talking about a soul retrieval for me when i when i received mine it really shifted my energy and i can't even tell you that i remember anything about it <laughs> that's the funny part is i i i can't but basically um what happens is the practitioner is using their relationships with spirit guides and power animals and other ancestral beings to extract energy that doesn't belong and bring soul parts back. But Mara, I have all my soul parts. What are you talking about? Well, let's say mom had a difficult birth. In fact, maybe she wasn't even sure she wanted to be pregnant. Your soul's already connected to that incarnation. And so here's little conscious you inside your mom's womb sensing, oh, wow, I'm not wanted. I don't belong. That imprints and the part of the soul energy that was ready to receive being this new amazing creature on planet Earth leaves, dissociates, goes to another realm. And we can, that depends on your brand of shamanism as to what realm those soul parts go i find them all over hither and hither i i just can't <laughs> i can't say they're always go here or they always go there I, I i find them in all these different spots but i i go in and i i help remove the energy of i don't belong and i am taking up too much space you know because i shouldn't have been born because it was a burden to my mom i'm just giving you an example here and then i bring back i go find that soul part and i bring it back and that is a, a small description of soul retrieval. So I, I'm just thinking of a great example. I, I went to a, a psychic many years ago. I was maybe 20. And this was one of those psychics that I felt like was trying to take advantage of me. You know, um, yeah. I've had a bad relationship. Uh, I won't get into details, but you guys, we, ladies have all heard this story before, right? This was not mm -hmm. a good guy. And she's like, you've got to do a soul retrieval to get back the pieces that he's stolen from you. Like, you can't tell me that some guy is able to steal not only my money, but my soul as well. 
explain to me if that was all BS or if there was some kind of shamanic aspect to that that wasn't truly BS. I never went back to her, by the way. I didn't didn't, didn't okay. partake of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't blame you. And and um, the where you were coming from and where the psychic was coming from were, were different contexts and different life experiences. They may have given you a very good piece of advice, but the way it was, you know, force fed probably made it not taste so good. Um, when we are in relationship, and this is really a very beautiful um, example, we tend to trade soul parts with each other. Oh, I want to know where you are. I want to always be with you. Here's a little piece of my energy. It isn't that we're, we're, we're consciously like cutting off a finger and giving it to somebody, but there's our souls getting enmeshed and intertwined. And there's uh, an exchange of, of energy and oftentimes that soul energy that happens between us and a beloved or perceived beloved. So when we separate, but parts of us are deeply missing something about the relationship or are terribly entrenched in the sense of anger or betrayal or abandonment, then, then we don't even know to bring our soul parts back which by the way, it helps a lot to get your soul parts back. If you're stuck on somebody, <laughs> it really helps I love that. It's awesome yeah. to relieve that, but, um, you, and also to release any soul parts you might be keeping again, it's not usually a conscious effort on the part of the, of the players, unless one of them is actually some sort of a dark shaman, a sorcerer who wants to exert control and knows how to do those things because they are possible. Um, most of the time, especially again in our Western world, we're, we're talking about people just really wanting to have that that dream relationship, you know, the one that really doesn't exist, and and they've exchanged soul parts. Let me ask though: Is that possibly why women always seem to know when the guys are cheating <laughs> because they've had exchanged pieces? There are no secrets. <laughs> I think guys don't guys don't always pick up on it, but I would say that men do not get away with it. Just don't cover their tracks very well. Women always. Uh, know. Uh, I think you and I both know <laughs> one of the hardest things that we get asked by our clients is, is he cheating on me? Yep. And, and we're sitting there going, why are you asking me? If you're asking me, you know, something's going on. Right. You don't need to, you don't need to pay me for that. You already know. Yes. It's already in the collection. Something's happening. Yeah. Something's happening. Maybe not. So, yeah, um, I, I I don't mean to, you know, be sexist about this, but in, in general, feminine people tend to be more okay with being in touch with their intuition and have developed a better trust system and will be more willing to get vulnerable and explore what they are intuiting. And the more masculine energy is more of the power through or numb out and so they're they're not uh, trained or um, uh, given given the cues to to develop their intuition. When they do, it's pretty freaking powerful. You get an intuitive man and an intuitive woman together. No secrets. <laughs> no. Hey, interesting. I love this example. That I, I mean, I love this this conversation. But can you can you give some you know some of your soul to your like employer because we've all had a not a great boss. Some of some of your soul goes. To yeah, that, you know? yeah. A lot of people. Here's the thing about just employment cultures. Okay, office cultures, and that's shifted with more people being 
um, remote. So I think that's helped a lot. But then again, I have plenty of clients who are simply remote employees and experience the same sort of office politics. So if you take away the word office politics or the phrase, and instead you put in family of origin, guess what we do with our boss? We make them our authority figure, our parental figure. And what do we want from our parents? Approval, love, encouragement, support. Money. So, money. Yeah. Yeah, both, yeah. All of that money. Yeah. Well, all of those things are energy exchange and money is just one form of energy exchange. So, yeah. So, so not everybody's going to give their soul parts to their boss, but the people pleaser types are. Oh, I love this. That, okay. that want to have their own business, but are too afraid to do it. They are totally going to give their soul parts to their boss because they're going to overgive. They're going to give 150% at work and then build up the resentment. Interesting. So if you're wanting to humor me on this question, yeah. if you're wanting to start a business, I mean, I, I can see why soul retrieval would be very, very beneficial in lots of circumstances. But if you're trying to start a business, do you need to do one of these to grab little pieces that you may have given to Cisco or Microsoft or all the different employers you've had over the years? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and once you've had, Jill, I should say, once you've had, like in my world, the way I do these things, once you've had your primary soul retrieval, where I go get those big chunks that dropped off from zero to seven, let's say those first formative seven years, when I get those big chunks back and they integrate, and it's not like instant, you've got to give it some time, then you're better set up to receive the, the smaller parts that left, except for like if you had a major accident or a near-death experience or something like that, but in general, the smaller parts, and they sometimes spontaneously come back. So if you're so passionate about this new business and you've done everything possible to get it going, and you are just 110% committed then, then you probably don't need a soul retrieval, but everybody would benefit from it. And if you've had a primary soul retrieval, then after that, you could just generally have, with someone like me, a shamanic healing session and soul parts come back then too. So yeah, I think me, if you, yeah, I think, I think a soul retrieval or a shamanic healing session is a great idea for someone who is planning to start a new business. Yes. Interesting. Okay. So let's go back to you know, I know chords almost here, like you're describing, you know, if you've got family of origin issues with, let's say mom or dad, right. Um, how is that different from cutting a cord? If you're asking for the pieces that mom has back when you're doing this. Work? Oh, cutting a cord is, is a different level. So a cord is a connection between a person and another person or a time or a place or a past life. The cord, when it gets severed, or detached, I teach both ways, um, then, then you're, you're, you're disconnecting an active connection. The data is still there, but it's no longer charged with the emotionality of whatever happened. That is not the same as soul loss, although the two can go along together. So I could have a cord to a previous employer because I have some resentment or whatever and so there's there's like a cord but there's no soul part with that previous employer because i've already done that work got it so okay. thinking about them and remembering something oh i made a cord snip 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 cut the cord but if i'm leave i've left the employer and i'm, I'm having a hard time getting started because of some sort of attachment i have to the, to the employer that feels like it's really undermining me that's when we start looking to see if there's soul loss around that 
Interesting. Okay. So any final things that I didn't think to ask that people should know about this issue? Um, I always say you will get your soul retrieval when you feel the calling for it. Don't make it something to check off your list. This is a deeply intimate experience. We're talking about your soul. So don't, don't, don't treat it like it's, it's, oh, once a year, I've got to get this soul retrieval. It's not like that. Maybe you only need one your whole life. And maybe you're going to need a few because there's a lot going on. So give yourself and give, give your, your, your understanding of soul retrieval, the space it deserves rather than make it a, a, a fix all be all fix all panacea for everything although it's, it is super helpful for everything but let it be something you feel called to that you're ready for so that whoever's working with you can go really deep i love that advice for everything because so many things that we have it in our head this is the answer i i didn't, didn't get what i wanted i have to do this thing it's gonna fix all my problems and usually there's usually there's more to it than that so it's, it's good that you're you're owning that part of it um because i think that's that's the piece that's really missed so i'm gonna put in the description how you get reach mara and uh, i hope this was helpful if you guys have questions Put them in the description. Maybe we'll maybe maybe I'll get Mara to answer those questions later. So I'd love to. You know me. Just, just put it in the comments. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. Next time. Subscribe and oh, yes. look like, like and subscribe. Stuff. Right. That's the whole thing. <laughs> get, get, get on get on uh, her subscription so you see all the cool people she talks to. I am a lousy salesperson at that because I always forget to ask. Thanks, guys. <laughs> bye. Bye bye.